The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Labor Day weekend is upon us. The unofficial end of summer. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha male, the global general, and global alpha male front and center. And on this Labor Day weekend... We get set for two very busy months here on the Cigar Dave Show. Beginning next week and continuing through the end of the month, we will celebrate National Urban Heritage Month. Additionally, in October, we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest. As such, I'm going to take this weekend and enjoy some R&R, rest and relaxation, and, of course, some pleasure maneuvers with the harem. So enjoy this encore presentation of memorable moments from the Cigar Dave Show over the past number of months. This is a classic. A groom in Saudi Arabia on his wedding night gets ready to officially commence horizontal honeymoon maneuvers somewhere in the vast country of Saudi Arabia. Well, one slight little problem. His bride refused to put down her cell phone and pay any attention to him. The couple went to a hotel after the ceremony where the wife rebuffed the man's intimate advances. That is an absolute no-no on the honeymoon night. The bride said she wanted to respond to her friend's texts and other messages congratulating them on their wedding. So the groom said, look, wait, send them afterwards. I got needs. She refused. She became angry when he asked if her friends were more important than he was. The bride said yes. So what does he do? He files for immediate divorce, demanded a divorce. And in Saudi Arabia, it goes to a reconciliation committee. They agreed to take the case. But the groom insisted he is done, wanted to end the marriage. And we can learn a very important lesson from this Saudi Arabian groom and that is if you're going to have issues with the wife from the get-go hit the eject button that is a red flag a giant red flag so if you have problems from the get-go hit the eject button and i know i have many friends that have said to me general i've asked them when did you know you had issues and they go well actually general probably before we went down the aisle 
right afterwards, like within the few hours, there were issues from the weeks, the months. We should have just hit the eject button and be done with it. And so what is the moral of this story? Number one, I hope actually that uh, he partook in the cow before. Actually, I hope he got the milk free before he partook in the cow, if you know what I mean. What's the old adage? You know, uh, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Lieutenants, when it comes to premarital relations, make sure you sample the milk, whether it's 1%, 2%, or skim milk. But make sure you sample the dairy before you go for the cow. And the second thing is, make sure you have your prenuptial agreement signed, sealed, and delivered. And if you need information on a prenuptial, you want to hear what you should put in a prenuptial, go to CigarDave.com because we featured it not that long ago, six or eight weeks ago. Everything you need to know about prenuptial maneuvers, right at CigarDave.com. I have always stated, it does not matter to me whether a club admits a certain person. I believe clubs should have the right to exclude. And I say that because if I want to begin a club that is for cigar connoisseurs only, whether it's for men or women, whatever, but I just say the only people that can be in my cigar club are people that enjoy cigars. Nothing wrong with that. If I want to start a political club that says the only people that I want in the club are people that despise the socialist policies of Obama and Bernie Sanders, I should have the right to do that. If women say we want to have a women's social club where no men are allowed, and in order to be a member, not only do you have to be a woman, but you have to be at least uh, 30 years of age, and you have to be a mother. Fine. No problem. Does that exclude me because I'm not a mother? Because uh, I'm not a woman? Yes, it excludes me. That's correct. I have no problem with people, as long as it's a private club, that choose to be exclusionary. I have no problem with it. I really don't. And I know people are saying, well, we should open it up to everybody. We're in the 21st century. Who cares? And here's a classic. A very famous golf course has been slapped by the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, because Muirfield Golf Club, the Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, which owns Muir... I like that. Very, very elegant. The Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, which owns Muirfield Golf Club, very famed golf club in Scotland, has held the British Open 16 times, most recently in 2013 when Phil Mickelson won, who got in a little hot water this week. But the club discriminates against women. No women members. So the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, told Muirfield Golf Club that if they want to host another British Open, they had to allow female members in their membership ranks. They had to vote to allow women to become members. Well, Muirfield took the vote, and it required a two-thirds majority to make a change to their club rules. Well, 36% voted against allowing women. So they did not meet the 66% threshold in order to allow change the bylaws and allow women as members. So what happened within minutes, 
The Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, said Muirfield had been taken off the list of 10 courses that can hold a golf's oldest major championship. And, of course, there was some backlash. Padraig Harrington, who uh, won the British Open, said uh, that that's unacceptable. In today's society, they should allow women. And uh, Gary Player, the very famed South African golf player, said that the decision was simply unacceptable. And I say, why? Why is it unacceptable? If a club wants to discriminate on religion, on color, on, on whether you smoke cigars, I don't care. And I know people are probably saying, wait a minute, you're for discrimination? No. But if it's a private club and people pay privately with no government funds, whose business is it of mine or yours to dictate to a club what they should do? We saw the same thing with Augusta National, where one of the feminists that could not get a man, very ugly feminist, I might add, demanded, demanded that... Augusta National allow women. And Hootie Johnson, the chairman at the time, said, we're a private club, we're going to do what we want. And you'll recall that they even went to the, to the point one year because IBM and a number of other companies were taking heat. They said they didn't care if they made any money that year. They didn't accept any commercials on the telecast. CBS obliged. And then the next year, everything went back to normal. But they took a stand. And I don't care if it is a group, whether it is men, whether it's women, whether it's a particular race, whether it's a particular religion, whether it's a particular belief. If you want to have a private club and you want to exclude certain members, have at it. I mean, I have no problem. I personally would love to have a club. And in fact, I think we probably do have a club. Uh, Those of us that meet uh, via the airwaves every week where the overwhelming majority of us are those that believe in less government. We want government off our back. We certainly don't want a socialist system, and we like cigars, we like our meat, and we, uh, we definitely like our dames, and we like our libations. And I'm really fed up with governments and other institutions getting involved. And believe me, there have been clubs that I could not get into because of my uh, religion or because of other ethnic areas. I have no problem with it. I don't want to become a member of a club that doesn't want me. I have no problem. And people say, well, that should, that's wrong. They should change it. If they want to change it, fine. But I don't want to dictate to anyone how they should change things. If I want to have a club that only allows cigar connoisseurs, that allows meat eaters, that, only is, that are men, then it should be our rights to do so. That doesn't mean I discriminate. It just means that I want the right to have people in my club who I deem as members. And I think people are just fed up with everyone wagging their finger and saying, right, we're going to boycott you, or if you don't do it, we're going to have the government come after you. As long as government funds are not involved, it's private, who cares? Does that mean some clubs aren't going to take me in? Yep. Are there some clubs that aren't going to take you in? Yep. Live with it. We're alphas. We're not wussified betas that have to go into a corner and start crying boo-hoo because we weren't admitted into a club. So I say to Muirfield Club, Stand tall. You don't want dames? No problem. It's your right. It's a private club. Who cares if you get the, uh, the British Open? I'm sure the club will do just 
fine. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. This is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
Guarding the gates of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Well, we have to talk about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz infuriated many with his self-centered speech, his narcissistic self-centered speech. Ted Cruz, I got to get that Cruz, got to get that measly Ted Cruz, essentially committed political suicide. But fear not, because there's life after politics for Ted Cruz. Because I, Ted, am going to welcome you to our Ted Cruz, a seven-day cruise to political nowhere. It's going to be a wonderful seven days. You'll join Heidi and I every single morning for our Bible breakfast. We'll start the day with scrambled eggs and scripture. God bless this beautiful breakfast buffet. I will personally bless the bacon and the sausage and the eggs and the fruit and the bagels and the Nova and the cream cheese. I will be blessing everything. God bless orange juice. God bless the chafing dishes. God bless the restaurant. I'll be blessing that. And if you think your day is done, you've got it wrong. Because Heidi and I will then go from our Bible breakfast to our poolside pep talk. We'll talk about the 119 conservative principles that you should talk about with your family every single day. It's going to be riveting. And then we really let loose because we'll go on the Lido deck for happy hour and we're going to be sipping some delicious, cool, refreshing kitty cocktails. No alcohol for Heidi and I would be of biblical proportions, but it's going to be a fantastic time on the Lido deck. In fact, God bless Captain Steubing. God bless our cruise director, Julie McCoy. God bless Dr. Bricker, because I have to tell you, when I went on my first Ted cruise, I got something itching down south there, if you know what I mean. Something was getting pus-filled, and Dr. Bricker was kind enough to give me a shot of penicillin, and Heidi and I had a great time after that, went to town, because Heidi was a little bit leery of going down to that area with all that pustule-looking, disease-like critters down there. But also want to thank Gopher. Gopher's done a great job, and we can't forget our bartender, Isaac, making those great kitty cocktails. And the evening is going to get wild. Heidi and I are going to be in the discotheque. It's going to be great. We're going to do the electric slide. We're going to do the hustle. Of course, we will not be dancing close because we will also be chaperoning all the other adults. It's the Ted Cruz, the seven-day political cruise to nowhere. Join Heidi and I. God bless Heidi. God bless the RNC. And God bless what was my promising political career. Couldn't resist. Kit Kat. You like Kit Kat, don't you? Sure, of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like Kit Kat? Those little wafers that are covered in chocolate. It's been around for years and years and years. Well, a British law student, Saima Ahmad, 20 years of age, law student in London, purchased some Kit Kats. And in one of the bars, 
She was missing wafers. There was chocolate, but there were no wafers in the Kit Kat. So maybe it was just a cat, not a Kit Kat. Oh. There was no Kit. There was just the cat. She was so upset about the missing wafers that she demanded a lifetime supply, or is demanding a lifetime supply of Kit Kats from Nestle, which produces the chocolate bars in Britain, and she is threatening to sue if she doesn't get it. Now, here's the deal. It happens. What I would do is simply call the company or send a tweet or a Facebook post and said, look, here's a picture. I bought a, uh, a, a Kit Kat bar. There were no wafers. It was all chocolate. And you know what the company probably would have done? They would have responded to her and said, here, here's a box of uh, 50, 50 Kit Kat bars, right? You know, General, it's funny you're bringing this up because we had a similar experience uh, with McDonald's back in the Western New York Theater of Operations. We ordered um, a cheeseburger value meal, mm -hmm. and Lieutenant Gary can tweet the picture out if he can find it. But we uh, opened up our burgers to find there was no beef. Like, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Really, honestly, and truly. And you know what? We did report it. Uh, we called. We called the store. Uh, mm -hmm. or filled out a survey or something online, and they did send us some gift certificates for some free Absolutely. Happy Meals and things like that, and it, it was fine. It was fine. Although I kind of say I can't justify spend, paying $15 an hour to the people that didn't put the beef on the bun, but, you know. I agree. Look, the fact is they remedy the situation. They did. They yeah, remedied the Most companies the will do that. If there's an issue, you say, look, I've had an issue. They're, most companies are, are very, very good about it. Well, here's what she said in a letter. The failure to take due care in the manufacturing process resulted in a product being defective. As a result, I feel as though I've been misled to part with my money and purchase a product that is clearly different from what has been marketed by Nestle. She went on to demand a full refund of the defective pack and a lifetime supply of Kit Kats so she could act as a means of quality controls. Oh, please. And she said, she said, it appears you need me more than I need you. Now, this is what Nestle said. If a consumer finds any issue with a Nestle product, we would encourage them to get in touch with us online, by phone or by post, so that we can investigate and put things right for them, according to a Nestle spokesperson. Now, things happen. But for this law student, and he, he, you hit it right on the head. Here's a law student. Another flim-flam lawsuit, ambulance chaser, instead of just doing what normal people would do and say, there's a problem, now she wants a lifetime supply. I'm sorry, you don't get a lifetime supply, sweetheart. You do not get a lifetime supply. I'm sure the company would send you out 20, 50, whatever. But because there is one issue, she's making a big deal. You had a problem with McDonald's, they took care of it. And that's what it's all about. Lieutenants. We will continue our number two of the Cigar Dave Show coming your way next. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, 
It's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. Well, I have just been gifted a box of a brand new cigar just launched about a week or so ago. It was given to me by Tommy Diadio from Jeff Borshowitz, one of the men involved in this new cigar. It is the FSG Florida Sun Grown by Drew Estate. Interesting story on the FSG, the Florida Sun Grown. Brand new brand, brand new brand, I think it's like redundant, but a new brand that has roots obviously in Florida because the Florida Sun Grown Filler Tobaccos grown on a farm in central Florida by Jeff Borshowitz who is the owner of Corona Cigar Company in Orlando, three locations in Orlando as well as the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa, where we are originating today. We have moved Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A2. He's been working on this project for over four years. It's been a labor of love. He's spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of trial, a lot of tribulation. It has not been easy, but the result has been spectacular. And for the first time in over about 40 years, Cigar tobacco being grown in the sunshine state of Florida. And so, because Jonathan Drew and Jeff Borshowitz go back, Jonathan, of course, the founder of Drew Estate, they collaborated where Jonathan said, we'll take your Florida sun-grown tobacco and we'll, make, we'll, we'll create some sort of brands or multiple brands using it. We'll be the exclusive purchaser of that Cigar tobaccos. And so, the Florida sun-grown, the FSG, has officially been launched. It comes in four different sizes, a Robusto, a Toro, a Bellicoso, and a 60. And I have the Toro, which is 6x52, my favorite size. Jeff knows me well. He knows my favorite size, so I've got the Toro. And it features the Florida sun-grown tobacco as an accent tobacco, which adds some unique character and taste to the blend. It uses select Nicaraguan fillers. The binder is Habano and a Brazilian wrapper is used to finish it off. A beautiful, I love Brazilian wrapper. Adds a lot of flavor, nice, dark, and oily. There'll also be a limited edition trunk press Toro that will be available. But the suggested retail price is, uh, I'm trying to think, for the Toro, let's see, is probably gonna be in the $13 area. So we're looking at about $12 to $14 per cigar. So it's definitely on the higher price, but it's a very unique cigar. It's going to be a very, not overly limited, but certainly limits as to how much tobacco that they can grow, or Jeff can grow in Central Florida. 
The blend was created by Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera. We've had him on the show numerous times. Took two years to finally blend. And I can tell you that this cigar, I can't wait to try it, but I've been told that it's very rich, very spicy, very smooth, a lot of unique taste nuances. I cannot wait to get to this. It is a beautiful-looking cigar. It is now available. But again, it's going to be somewhat limited, but it is now available. Makes a great Father's Day gift. And by the way, I want to extend a special Father's Day greeting to all the fathers. And this weekend, I will, of course, be thinking about my father, Dr. Z, on Father's Day. So to all the fathers out there, we say happy Father's Day. And this would make a great Father's Day gift. So have the missus, have the kids, buy a box. You won't go wrong. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine in my right hand that I will use today on this FSG Florida Sun Grown by Drew Estate Doro. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Got my Cigar Dave signature lock and load from the research and and development laboratories. Massive flame. This extends about four inches. Almost looks like a blowtorch. And, in fact, you could use this blowtorch to char the white oak barrels that uh, bourbon whiskey is made in. And, in fact, in the second hour, we've got a very special guest that I will tell you about in just a few moments. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I'll toast the foot of this cigar. Magnificent. Beautiful. Man, the oiliness on this Brazilian wrapper, just just silky smooth. All right, I've got the Florida FSG toasted. Let me off and rotate. Great draw. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Massive amounts of flavor. A little bit of sweetness. Let me take another puff. Wow, this is magnificent. Right off the get-go. Very, very unique. And I don't know what type of complexion the Florida sun-grown tobacco that Jeff Borshowitz has grown on his farm, but I can tell you, overall, a beautifully blended cigar. My cigar is now lit. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Joined uh, once again, Greg Ryszkowski, Vice President, Director, Wood Planning, Procurement and Processing for Brown Foreman, oversees all the Cooperage operations. Tommy Diadio, the General Manager, Tommy D, of the Davidoff Store Lounge in Tampa, as well as the Director of Distilled spirits and wine procurement for Corona Cigars for all four of their stores, including the Davidoff Store Tampa, joins us. So for the very first time ever, we are going to sample the Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Greg, if you would be kind enough to crack that bottle open. All right. Get ready to enjoy a treat here. Outstanding. Now, when you look at the bottle, you line a few of these up, it actually looks like a barrel. And as Greg pours into these beautiful whiskey snifters, has a very, I tell you, just looking at the color on this is a nice golden, it's almost a lush golden light amber hue, not overly dark. So tell us about, as I take a sip, first of all, we'll say cheers, cheers. to all of you. Cheers. cheers. There you go. We'll take a sip here. First of all, the aroma is incredible on the nose. Very, very smooth, sweet. Take a sip. 
So it's bottled at 82.2 oh, 80, proof, so it's a little uh, less proof than some of the, our other products, and it's got a little less rye in it, so it's not quite as spicy, very very smooth finish. Wow, um, nice. You know, there, there's no... No aftertaste with it, so it is. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy drinking whiskey, and like I said, we're no. You know, in, in the past, uh, having one of our products with cola was kind of a, I won't say taboo, but this is something that get perfect with cola, perfect entry level at that eighty-two point two to really start getting some of those flavors out. I have to tell you, it's very very smooth. On the trademarked and patented CDWF Cigar Day, the warm factor on the way down, it's probably about a 7.5. Just a very touch of lingering warmth. Very smooth. I'm getting some sweetness on the sides of my tongue. Very, very pleasant. Nice notes of fruit, a little bit of maple. Very, very smooth. Tommy, your your tasting notes. Yeah, the, the finish is, uh, is amazing. It actually lingers for a long time with, with that nice sweet flavor. And Greg, give us uh, your your tasting notes. You're you're one of the experts. Well, like I said, my, my taste is not as developed as my wood knowledge, but for me, I can taste the oak, the vanilla, and the and the caramels that are coming out from the wood. A um, little bit of a citrus, you know, uh, nose to it really at the beginning, um, and then, th- like I said, the smooth finish is what what has really been calling out to to everybody and the consumers. Now, the suggested retail per bottle on average. Uh, Twenty eight ninety nine is a retail, you know, national. It's Under thirty dollars. Yeah, and it's only being rolled out in eight states. Um, what states? Basically, what we call the old SEC. None of the Texas okay. and Missouri. We right, got right, right. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina. So, Tommy, you got to add this to the to the long, huge list of bourbons and distilled spirits here at Davidoff in uh, Tampa. Yeah, we'll bring it in. It's beautiful. I mean, twenty eight ninety nine. So tell us, because there, we know that there's been a shortage. Woodford Reserve is always in demand. Jack, how are you able to have the capacity to uh, to distill this? Well, we've actually been planning this whiskey for over 10 years. You really? Know, Brown Foreman hasn't introduced the whiskey in 20 years. It's been 20 years since Woodford was really introduced, and we've had some line extensions, or whether mm-hmm. we've done Double Oak or Sinatra or some other things that we've done with the Cooperage, but we really hadn't done anything really to you know, truly pay uh, homage to the Coopers and the craftsmanship. So our Brown Foreman Distillery, you know, Master Distiller Chris Morris has been working with this, and it's something that actually our CEO, Paul Varga, was very much behind. So we've been working on it for, for quite Ten some years. time. Ten years. And Cooper's Craft, obviously, you're paying homage to the incredible craftsmanship by the people that work in the Cooperage. Yes, yeah, it's it's all about the, you know, really educating people on what the, the wood brings out in flavors and colors in a whiskey and people understand and this is a real people real place you know with all the bourbons that have been introduced lately a lot of them are getting their who knows where they're getting their barrels who knows where they're actually getting their juice that goes in it this is something that's real people can come if you look at the label it's got a little 402 mclean avenue that's the location of the cooperage if you're in louisville kentucky and you drive up to 402 mclean You'll, you'll find a big cooperage that, you know, the building was there in 1925, and it's been making barrels for 70 years now. Incredible. We're going to post pictures at CigarDave.com as well as our social media sites because, I, to me, I'm a, I love blue. I love silver. I love the combination and the way that the bottle looks. Again, you stack them up, looks like a, a barrel. Very, very elegantly done. Great price point. And this really is, tends to be, I'd say this is kind of, on a scale of strength one to ten, it's probably about a six, six point five. Tommy, would yeah, you agree? A lot of flavor for, but the very proof. smooth. Yeah, this would go great 
I mean, this goes perfectly with a Florida sun-grown. They, they complement each other. But you could even have a nice, mild Connecticut shade wrapped cigar. I'm thinking yeah. of a Rocky Patel uh, vintage Connecticut. I'm thinking of a Monte Cristo White or a Romeo y Giulietta Reserva Real, certainly a Macanudo, all the way up, I think, even to a medium, medium plus cigar will not overpower. Even a Maduro. A nice, even a Maduro yeah. goes very, very nicely. And Greg, what was the response from all the people that uh, work in the Cooperages? You know, there, there's a whole video basically we put together. People are really, really excited. You know, I mean, we have guys that are, you know, we're almost in tears that people are finally recognizing their craftsmanship. And one of the pers- people who's featured in one of our ads, you know, has been at the Cooperage 47 years. And you think about how things have changed over the time, you know, to see somebody really recognize their craftsmanship versus them just being somebody who makes barrels. Yeah, that's really incredible. And and what was the response when they tasted the Cooper's Craft for the first time? Everybody loves the flavor, and that's been the greatest part of being part of this rollout. You know, I get to tell the story about the craftsmanship and the cooperage, but when people put it on their lips and you look at the sampling glasses and they're all empty, that's when you know you've got something that, you know, has legs and, and is going to be around for a long time. And I'm sure they said, when do we get our bottle? we get a bottle every month? Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that you're going to do very well with this uh, new Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Ballpark aging, how long? Uh, over four years. Over four so, years. Yeah, it's definitely over four years to be a Kentucky Straight bourbon whiskey and like i said chris is more the master distiller is making the ultimate call when it's so he's the same one that also does woodford reserve and old forster exactly so one more time give us the the content of the different raw ingredients the mash so it's 75 percent corn uh 15 uh rye and 10 percent malt so it's a little less rye than woodford and and old Forster. but you notice that but it's very smooth just a nice total balance very very just perfect the general is now on instagram Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Cigar Day. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. are enjoying this Labor Day weekend, throw a steak on the grill. Actually, go ahead and throw a whole bunch of great tomahawk chops on the grill. Fire up a cigar, kick back, and enjoy the unofficial end of summer. And next week, the National Football League begins. As Lee Corso says, life is good. couple of things before we get back to our encore presentation of memorable moments from the last number of months on the Cigar Dave Show. Two things. The rest of this month, we'll be celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month. In addition, we'll also celebrate all spirits that are American. Some American distilled spirits. We've got some great guests that are planned. And in October, we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest. Two great months, great spirits, lots of great tastings. And for those of you that are members of the Officers Club, you will be receiving Many of you have received, but many of you will receive on the West Coast next week the August selection of the Rocky Patel Hamlet Tabacero Cigar. Now, it got out a little bit late because of all the FUDA regulations, so that is the August selection. The September selection of Alec Bradley Cigars is on track. If you're not a member, go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. This is a classic, fellow alphas. 
saw this headline in the New York Post. Picture, first of all, of a man who looks like he is in his 80s with a tall, slim blonde, very thin blonde. Not enough rackage and stackage for me, but, uh, you know, attractive woman. She actually looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, not my type. I'm more of the Sophia Loren, Raquel Welch type. I'll even take Pamela Anderson. She could be in the honorary harem. I like them more on the voluptuous side. Well, the headline, Beauty Sues a Sugar Daddy for $1.5 million after he kicks her out. A beautiful, this is a classic. Now, just looking at this, first of all, I can tell you that this man must have some sort of special package below the belt or a big wad of cash. And I believe, no, I know it's probably the latter. A uh, Manhattan blonde, not happy. 42-year-old Czech Daniela Zaradnikova moved into retired banker Henry Buell's loft in 2006. She provided wifely duties for him, including cooking, cleaning, and plenty of sex, according to her lawsuit filed in Manhattan last week. In exchange, Buell who is 85 years of age, promised her financial support for the rest of her life, which she values at $1.5 million. But Mr. Buell, 85 years of age, has moved on from Czech Daniela Zaradnikova. He has a new squeeze. He's got a new girlfriend. And he said, I don't want to have an old girlfriend living in my place while a new one moves in. So his new girlfriend is waiting to move in until they eject. And this is his quote, until we eject this Daniela. Well, he's been with her for, what, six years, seven years, whatever it is. And I like how he says, until we eject this Daniela, this woman. This uh, Zara Nova started dating Buell after he picked her up at the Mercer Hotel where she was a waitress. And Zaradnikova said she was attracted to Buell's soft side. Well, I don't know what was soft. Well, apparently, she looked up to him for his philanthropic deeds. That was his soft side. Could have been something else in the soft side below the belt, but we don't know. So now he is trading in. Actually, he's 86. I aired. I thought he was 85. He's 86 years old. He has traded in his 42-year-old girlfriend for a younger model. Have we not heard this before? This is fantastic. And I'm sure the younger model, let's just say she's 40, doesn't mind the 46-year age difference, and I'm sure is attracted to him for his sexual prowess. Police. You know, you see some of these guys, and does this guy not realize he looks like a total schmamutz? It's like when you see when you see Hugh Hefner, who's now 90, with these women that are 18, 20, 24. We all know the truth. There's nothing going on there. There is no way a 24-year-old is going to be attracted to a 90-year-old. just does not happen. So now... Miss Zaradnikova's attorney said that uh, the, his client maintained an intimate relationship with her sugar daddy when he took up with the other woman. Now, lieutenants, here is the moral of the story. Don't promise the woman anything. If she's going to move in, don't say you're going to take care of her for life. Just say, listen, I will take care of you strictly on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis. Or better yet, how about on an hourly basis? I think that works out even better. So when you're done with the hour, you can pay her to leave. Very simple game. Now she is suing. So for the last six, seven years, she's been living quite the life. And now, 
as they say, nothing like a woman scorned. And now Miss Zharadnikova is scorned because her 86-year-old sugar daddy is going after a younger model. And really, what's wrong with that? The only thing is, he probably shouldn't have a move in so fast. That's all I would tell him. Our number one of this encore presentation of memorable moments from the Cigar Dave show in the annals of history. We have another hour coming your way. Hope you are enjoying your Labor Day weekend. I'm enjoying some great R&R maneuvers, rest and relaxation. Wherever you are, I hope that you are thoroughly enjoying the last weekend on this unofficial end of summer 2016. Next hour, we've got some great segments for you, including an encore presentation of our barbecue standard operating procedures that we we uh, told you about a few weeks ago. I could not control myself. Guarantee you are going to want to hear this. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Keep your cigar lit. Take a sip of your libation. If you haven't put some delicacy on the grill. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general. Cigar Dave. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Before we begin another hour of Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers, I know that many of you have been hit from the devastation of Hurricane Hermine between the massive amounts of rain and wind and tidal surge. Many of you along the Florida Gulf Coast from... Sarasota all the way up to the Panhandle, including those of you listening on Freedom 93.3 in Tallahassee. Hope that on this Labor Day weekend that you are all safe and that there was minimal property damage. I know that the remnants of this are going to continue up on the eastern seaboard, so we hope it doesn't disrupt your plans. So now let's get back to an encore presentation of memorable moments from the Cigar Dave Show over the past number of months. We hope you enjoy What has happened now is that for every little innocuous thing, men now are being forced to apologize. Men are forced to kowtow. Uh, And the latest example comes to us all the way down from down under uh, from Australia. And I know we have many Australian listeners who are uh, regular followers of the Cigar Dave Show. They listen to us live, I think, at like 2, 3 in the morning their time. And uh, we've got Lieutenant Telly, who's in charge of our Australian theater of operations. And this is an interesting story. I'm not a cricket fan. You gentlemen ever seen cricket? I've seen it. Okay. Remember my wife? I don't understand it. Yeah, my wife's from Scotland, so cricket is actually it's it's that's right. Cricket is big. Yeah, exactly. And and I guess you could say it's somewhat similar to baseball. Somewhat. Somewhat. It's 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 kind of similar, but not really. But they use this 
looks like a flat, like, almost like a paddle. You know, yes, yep. sir, may I have another? That's what it looks like. Uh, and, and I don't quite understand all the intricacies. Uh, my mother grew up in Egypt. They played cricket there. It was a very yep. big sport. But uh, big Australia and, and India and Europe, very big in terms of cricket. And this is an interesting story because there is a, a team called the Melbourne Renegades. They were playing the Hobart Hurricanes uh, in a game a couple of weeks ago. And the West Indies cricketer, is what they call him, or cricketer, Chris Gale, was being interviewed by a journalist on, on TV afterward, after the game where they won by five wickets, whatever that means. Uh, and so Mel McLaughlin, a very attractive female, uh, Chris Gale, great personality. He was being interviewed after the game, and this is what he had to say. Incredibly aggressive approach for you two. It looks like you're absolutely just smashing this innings. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, I want to come and have an interview with you as well. That's the reason why I'm here. So just to see your eyes for the first time. It's nice. So hopefully we win this game and we can have a drink after. Don't blush, baby. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> blushing. Um, did you... Any injuries? Did you have any, the boys were saying maybe you picked up a bit of a twinge in your hamstring? Yeah, no, it's my back arm. I've been, you know, struggling with my back arm. The weather kind of actually flared up, flared up a bit. So, you know, I just want to get some piece of work and hopefully I finish the tournament. So I'm looking forward to go recover well and look in your eyes. I'm going to leave it on that note. Well done. Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, now, Mel McLaughlin, the reporter, didn't know what she, she almost looked dumbfounded. <laughs> But and, and I had no idea after that what he was talking about with the game. I was lost there, but I loved it. I want to have a drink with you. I want to look into your eyes. He, he was saying it in jest. It was fun. And he's done this to other reporters, other female reporters. <laughs> Dave, 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 are you sure he said look, look into your eyes? That's what he said. Okay, I didn't know with the accent. It sounded like he said something else. <laughs> no, no, he said look in your eyes. I've got the transcript. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no, we made sure we had the transcript. That's exactly uh, what he said. To see your eyes for the first time is nice. Hopefully we can have a drink afterwards. Don't blush, baby. Yeah, Beautiful. I, I thought he said licking your blanket. The <laughs> well, I'm sure you'd like to lick. You know, <laughs> you remember when Namath pulled that stunt uh, with Susie? Well, Golder? but he was drunk, and the way he did it by groping her—that yeah. was really an uncomfortable. This was in jest. This was a young guy, fun guy, and 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 she should have been flattered. She really should have been flattered. And and what's interesting is that this is not the first time he's done this with other female reporters in jest, whatever. Well, he ends up getting fined ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars by his team, the Melbourne Renegades. The Melbourne Renegades said his comments were completely inappropriate and disrespectful. They said that Mel is an outstanding sports presenter. They don't call him a reporter. They're a presenter. An outstanding sports presenter. We've had several discussions with Chris over the past day, and he's acknowledged that his comments were out of line. The $10,000 fine will be donated to the McGrath Foundation, a breast cancer charity. Well, if he's being fined for ten grand, he ought to have the selection of where that goes. Maybe it should go to prostate cancer or some male-oriented uh, charity. The network, the head of Network 10 Sports in Australia, David Barham, said Gale would no longer wear an on-field microphone or helmet cam during live broadcasts. And Cricket Australia Commissioner James Sutherland said Gale's comments could be equated with workplace harassment. Now, isn't that a little excessive? It depends on what he said at the end there. I'm, I'm no, wondering if I, I, I got the transcript. <laughs> let's play, Steve, let's cue that up again. Let's play that just the beginning. So, lieutenants, take a very close listen. There's a lot of action going on in the background, but pay very close attention. We'll listen. Incredibly aggressive approach for you two. It looks like you're absolutely just smashing this innings. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, I want to come and have an interview with you as well. That's the reason why I'm here. So, just to see your eyes for the first time. It's nice. So, 
Hopefully we win this game and we can have a drink after. Don't blush, baby. I'm not blushing. Um, did you, any injuries? Did you have any, the boys were saying maybe you picked up a bit of a twinge in your hamstring? Yeah, no, it's my back. Um, I've been, you know, struggling with my back. Um, the weather kind of actually flared up, flared up a bit. So, you know, I just want to get some piece of work and hopefully I finish the tournament. So I'm looking forward to go recover well and look in your eyes. It, it, it sounded like licking your ass. No, it did. <laughs> it looking in your eyes. I know what you're saying. Listen, I, your wife Tanya. I got to have a translator when I'm she talks most of the time. That's why I picked it up that way because that's not. That no, different. no, it's looking in your eyes. <laughs> okay, looking in your eyes, Jeff. The warden's going to have you. All right, she's going. You're going to be in in uh, lockdown tonight. I'm just wondering. You're, you're going into uh, into solitary okay. tonight. All right. No, so it was looking in your eyes and and. Uh, the, the Cricket uh, Australia uh, commissioner said it's not a nightclub. I think one of the things that perhaps hasn't dawned on everyone, it's actually a workplace. Anyone that sees the humor in that is misunderstanding and somewhat delusional about the situation. And other reporters have said that he said the same thing and that the reporter Mel McLaughlin knew it was going to happen. She knew it was going to happen, so she shouldn't have looked so, looked some, so dumbfounded. Now, personally, I think it's humorous. Why is it that today we are so uptight? Workplace, oh, it's workplace harassment. The man was having fun. He was kidding. And you know what? She's an attractive woman. And here's what I find interesting. You talk to most women that if somebody hits on them in a funny, polite way, they don't mind it. They get perturbed when a man doesn't hit on them. One doesn't say, well, don't, don't, don't you find me attractive? Don't you want to you know, go out? And I can tell you that I have perfected the art of masterfully hitting on women without them even knowing it. So much so that I've got them right in my hand like silly putty. And the fact is, women want an alpha that takes charge, that has a personality, and what is the number one attractive trait for women? Take a guess, Jeff. Charm. Close. The wallet. Well, that too. <laughs> it's amazing how, uh, yeah, exactly, how, how hot uh, men look on their millions, standing on their millions. The truth is, sense of humor. You talk to any woman, and the first thing she'll tell you is not, I like a guy's ass, I like his eyes, sense of humor. Women want to have a guy that has a sense of humor. So he has a sense of humor. This Chris Gale, this, this cricketer, has a great sense of humor, and I thought it was fantastic. Everybody came down on him. Now, of course, if it were me and they said, you got to apologize, I'd say, go screw yourselves. I did it in jest. It was fun. She's a beautiful, attractive woman, and I would like to date her. I would like to take her out because she is a hot piece of ass. That's exactly what I would say. And you know what? People would respect me for it instead of saying, oh, he's going to put his head between his tail. Listen to the apology that Chris Gale had to make, and he sounded like a, 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 just a neutered, emasculated, wussified beta doing this. There wasn't anything meant to be disrespectful or offended to Mel. And if she felt that way, you know, then I'm really sorry for that. Um, there was any harm in that particular way, you know, to harm any particular person in any particular way like that. And it was a simple joke. Um, the game was going on. Um, entertainment, you know, things get out of proportion, you know, but these things do happen. So it wasn't any harm done. And like I said, I'll leave it at that. And, you know, I'm sorry for that. And then, you know, we just have to move on. Simple. Simple joke, entertainment. He's right. He's right. That's exactly what he should have said. And if they, he said they want to suspend me, I'm not apologizing because uh, I did it in, in, in fun. She's very attractive. I would like to take her out. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, what do women want? They want an authoritative alpha male that, is, that takes charge. They don't want a wussified beta male that says, Hi, would you like to, to go out sometime? Would you like to have a drink? That's not what they want. They want a gentleman that walks up to them and says, 
You look absolutely radiant and stunning tonight. Your personality is effervescent. Take notes, by the way, lieutenants. You can use these lines. <laughs> you look effervescent. I will pick you up tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We're going to dine at so-and-so restaurant, so dress appropriately. And then after, we'll have some cocktail cigars and a nice, uh, a, a nice nightclub afterward. That's it. And women are like, okay, yes, sir, we'll be there. That's what they want. They don't want a wussified male. So, lieutenants, I have always practiced what I preach. You know I'm correct. If, if I ever see a wussified beta, and I've seen this in, in, in plenty of places where women, you see the reaction of women's faces when, when a wussified beta comes up and has no idea what to do. You almost, it, it's uncomfortable for the guy because you know they're basically kicking him in the nuts and he doesn't even know. <laughs> I think sometimes they enjoy that too, the women. Well, but what they enjoy, they may enjoy it, but they enjoy a man that is more alpha. And I'll give you an example. I remember a long time ago, I took this dame, very hot dame, by the way, took her out, we went out to dinner, and I had the music, you know, the radio on, had on a certain channel at a certain level, and as we're driving, she changes it and cranks it. So I look at her, didn't say anything, turned it down, turned it back to the station. She did it again. Turned it down, turned the station. I looked at her, said, you do that again? You're taking a cab home, sweetheart. <laughs> you know what she said? Okay. She was testing me. Because when you go back to the caveman days, they want the strong alpha that can go hunt the meat and bring home the bacon. You know, I think I saw that on Tommy Boy, too. Didn't they do that in that movie? <laughs> I think they did. It on, I love that movie. That <laughs> okay. was great. That was great. When Bo Derek came out of that pool, yeah. I love when Tommy goes, man, she's a 10. <laughs> that was great. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. For both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, 
any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. and spirits are permitted and encouraged in all areas. Your stunning server will be attending to you shortly. In the meantime, enjoy the lounge sounds. I want to talk about something very serious. Something that is sweeping college campuses across the country, especially now after spring break. And that is students suffering from stress and depression from all the partying they did during spring break. And this caught my attention. Students at the University of Buffalo feel that spring break trips are causing them to be more depressed and stressed than before because of all the partying and drinking and celebratory maneuvers that are going on on their spring break trips. Boo-hoo. Should we all not feel terrible and so upset? The stress that these students are going through because they're spending a week in Cancun or 10 days in Europe surrounded by gorgeous coeds, hot babes in scantily clad bikinis with fine libations, sun, sand, Beach, we're supposed to feel sorry for these students. One of the students, by the name of Garrett Rubin, said he returned from his 10-day spring break trip to Ireland and Spain. Let me tell you, I was thrilled if I could just go to Fort Lauderdale for $250 round trip. Now, students are going to Europe for spring break. That's a new one. But coming back from Ireland and Spain, he feels more drained than he had before he left. He said that his itinerary included relaxing during the day, and partying at the beach or downtown during the evening. All he said is, I want to go home and sleep for another week. Well, welcome to the real world 
student Garrett Rubin. You get your vacation, you had 10 days in Europe, you partied your ass off, and now you got to come back. That's how it works. Another student who wanted to remain anonymous said he developed depression after staying at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. He said he was exhausted. Hungover upon returning back to the University of Buffalo campus, and that he found his depression stemmed from a combination of drinking every day and having such a great time, then having to come back to reality. This is such a serious issue for these students. We should feel terrible for them. Drinking every day, having a great time, and then having to come back to reality. That is called the real world. I remember. When uh, I was a student at Syracuse University, our tradition was we would go to Fort Lauderdale. We would come back looking like lobsters because we wanted to show everybody that we went away somewhere and that we actually went somewhere warm. We wanted to be sure that everybody knew where we went. We played golf. We had great cigars. We surrounded ourselves with hot women on the beach. Of course, were we a little depressed coming? I wouldn't call it depressed. I mean, we got on the airplane and we were lamenting, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to stay here for another week or two weeks or three days? But it's not like we were saying, oh, we're so depressed. We had such a great time. Now we're, we need to go seek psychiatric evaluation and counseling and get some pills. No way. Never in a million years would we, would we ever say that. We had a great time. We were... Certainly not thrilled to go back, but we weren't depressed or stressed in any way, shape, or form. And this anonymous student said, the week you come back, there's a lot of work. If you just go home and relax, it's beneficial for school, but if you go away for spring break, you're more stressed, but you can't beat the experience. A CheapTickets.com survey revealed, and this is interesting, 55% of college students are traveling for spring break this year, and the top destination, Cancun, Fort Lauderdale, the Bahamas, Daytona Beach. No, Las Vegas, which shocked me. When I was going, never in a million years would we think of going to Las Vegas for spring break. Survey also revealed that 95% of students are planning on sharing hotel rooms and 12% saying there will be seven or more sharing a room. The one thing I can tell you, lieutenants, I always showed good life tendencies, even in college, ain't no way in hell would I have seven people in a room. Well, if it was six hot dames and myself, I will make the exception. But most of the time, it was myself and one other person sharing a, uh, a good-sized room. But in no way would we have seven or five or eight people packed into a, a room like a sardine can. No way in any way, shape, or form. Not going to happen. But boo-hoo for these college, don't you feel so badly for them? I guarantee when you went on spring break, when I went on spring break, we were thrilled to be able to go to Fort Lauderdale and uh, maybe stay at a one- or two-star hotel. Well, actually, I worked some connections. I stayed at a four-star hotel. That's another story. However, I can tell you that today, when we're talking about students going to Europe, going to Lauderdale, going to Vegas, staying at great resorts, it's a little bit different than back when I went to uh, college from 1982 to 86. But... This is just a symptom of the beta wussification softness of children growing up today, specifically uh, boys. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody's a winner. So now they go out and they have a great time during spring break, but they come back stressed and depressed. It is a symptom of coddling these kids when they are young. Do not coddle. That is the absolute worst thing a parent can do for a child. Why they grow up to be giant wussified betas. 
and that's a perfect example. When these students are complaining about being depressed and stressed from spring break, no sympathy in any way, shape, or form. Boo hoo. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. It is another lugubrious situation that is coming our way, lieutenants. Live, Live local, local, late-breaking, late-breaking. this is a Cigar Dave News Bulletin. Whoa! Welcome to the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where the Michigan Wolverines will take on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Hello, everyone. Keith Jackson. Now, you're probably saying, why am I doing my Keith Jackson? Why am I talking about Ann Arbor? Whoa, Nelly! Because the enemies of pleasure have invaded Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, the first city in Michigan has voted to raise the tobacco purchase age from 18 to 21. So now all of you that want to enjoy a cigar at the University of Michigan are going to have to go all the way to Ypsilanti. Oh, Nelly. You know, there's nothing like listening to Keith Jackson. In fact, I will go to YouTube to listen to Keith Jackson. I don't care if Keith Jackson was calling checkers or calling an arm wrestling match. Keith Jackson made it sound exciting. But what is not exciting is what is going on in Ann Arbor. This past Thursday, the Ann Arbor City Council voted 9-2, to approving an ordinance raising the minimum age to purchase tobacco products, including cigars, from 18 to 21. 
Now, you know my, my, my feelings on this. You know how absurd this is that the enemies of pleasure, that the bureaucrats, that these moronic elected officials are, in, are, are essentially moving the goalposts back. You know, ironic we're talking about football, Michigan football, because when you think about it, if you want to adjust the playing field, what do they do in the National Football League? They move the goalposts back. 10 yards, got to be what, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, something like that, whatever it is. Well, that's exactly what is taking place now with government agencies, city councils, elected bodies. What they are doing is essentially moving the goalposts back, not 10 yards, but 50 yards. It has always been considered the legal age in this country that at 18, you are legal. We've seen the movement to raise Correction, lower the voting age from 21 to 18 because people said, look, these people are old enough to serve in the Army. They're old enough to serve in the Navy, in the Marine Corps, in the Armed Forces, but they're not old enough to vote on the outcome, the stake in this country. So what happened? They lowered the voting age to give the 18-year-olds representation. But now it seems when it's a product that certain government officials, elected officials, bureaucrats don't like, they have, a, they have a dislike for, a moral dislike for, what are they doing? Oh, we have to raise the age from 18 to 21 because these teens, and let's face it, if you're 18 or 19, you're still theoretically and technically a teenager. These teens aren't smart enough to make up their own decisions, make up their own minds. Yet, at 18 or 19, these are the same people that said, we have to lower the voting age from 21 to 18. And I could make an easy case saying, you know what? It shouldn't be 18 because most of the people you see in this country now are between being illiterate and being plain dumb and stupid and misinformed and no clue as to current events. They shouldn't be voting at the age of 18. It's pathetic. But here we have Ann Arbor, Michigan, first city in the state of Michigan, now to get behind this National Tobacco 21 movement. Now, the supporters of this movement and and in Ann Arbor said that now the reason they want to increase the age is to make it harder for teens to get their hands on cigarettes and help prevent early tobacco addiction and save lives. And the reason they say that we need to up it from 18 to 21 is because the 18 and 19-year-olds are purchasing the tobacco products and sharing it with people that are not of legal age at 18. Do you buy that for a second? Yeah, maybe that happens. But let's face it, that had nothing to do with why they voted to increase the tobacco purchase age in Ann Arbor and any other city or state or municipality in this country has nothing to do with why they want to increase the age from 18 to 21. It has everything to do with social control. It has everything to do with disliking a product that they deem morally offensive. And as I've told you, I've said this before, for those of you that listen to this show, and we have many that don't smoke cigars, many are not cigar connoisseurs, but many do enjoy distilled spirits, beer, wine, they enjoy steaks, they enjoy their coffee. What have I said over and over and over? They're coming after you. Philadelphia, soda tax, they're coming after you. I've got a story here that I probably won't be able to get to today. I'm going to get to it next week. But I'm looking at it right now, and there is a movement underway by a United Nations agency to heavily tax red meat. 
under the guise that it must be taxed because it contributes dramatically to climate change and global warming. Now, if you believe that's the reason they're doing it, forget it. It has nothing to do with climate change. That's the guise they use. Remember, they can't tell you the truth. If they came out and said, we want to raise the age for one reason, because we are morally against it, their argument wouldn't hold water. Everyone would say, well, wait a minute. You may be morally against it, but this is a country that is founded on freedom. This is a country that you may not like something or like a product, but people have the right to consume it at a legal age, and that age is 18. So I love the people, and again, this is not a political argument, but I love the people that are voting saying we have to raise the age from 18 to 21 because people aren't smart enough to make their own choice and their own decision, so we have to make the choice for them. Yet these, in many cases, are the same people that say, well, a woman should have the right to choose. And I'm not making a political statement one way or the other. I'm simply using that as an example, as a case example, as to why they are hypocritical. On one hand, they say, wait a minute, this group of people should have the right to choose. And by the way, I'm all in favor of people being able to make their own choices. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want you telling me what to do. But we see this over and over and over again. One group, it's okay that they can have choice, but another group that happens to like cigars or spirits or some other product, no, you can't make that choice. And looking at this vote in Ann Arbor, it is just amazing to me. Here's what one of the council members said, Kirk Westfall, taxocrat. Uh, By the way, we're going to change the name. Not only is it going to be taxocrats, but if you do the history of the Democrat Party, they really were founded on slavery. On, the, on, on maintaining slavery. And, and do the history. Do the research on this. Uh, Andrew Jackson was the founder of the modern Democratic Party, I think in 1832, 1823, something around there. I think 1832. He was a slave master. He was a slave owner. And the Democrat Party was pro-slavery. In fact, one of the reasons they were founded was to maintain slavery. The Republican Party was founded as an abolitionist party to eliminate slavery. Now, I realize they don't teach that in many, they don't teach history, period, in many high schools and colleges, or if they do, it's altered. But just do the research on that, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. But we're going to have to come up with a new name. So not only taxocrats, but SM for slave masters, because that's really the founding of the Democrat Party. But this guy goes on to say, I do sympathize with the business owners who may be affected, but this in the short term, I'll buy this in the short term, but the science is clear on this. What science? What science? The science is that at 18 years of age, in this country, you have the legal right to vote. You can legally join the armed services and pay the ultimate price. You can can serve in the country. You can die for your country. You can give your life and limb for this country. But what science are they talking about? That at 18, we're not smart enough to go buy a cigar? When I come back, I want to finish talking about this because this is is encroaching now, not just on people who smoke cigars or tobacco – We are going to start to see this movement in other products, guaranteed. Again, it's a hypocritical argument. One group can make their own choices, but another group can't. We'll continue as as I get into this, because this I, I am so irate about this 
Because at what point are we adults in this country? Tell me. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog, dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life, cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks, cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. recommendation include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet screw the fruits and vegetables i attended over the last three four weeks some barbecues and what i witnessed was extremely disconcerting to me and so therefore after seeing i saw the 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 beginnings of wussified beta males just being led around like like they were on a little dog leash and i did not like what i was seeing 
So therefore, I have just created a new barbecue standard operating procedure effective as of last Saturday, uh, August 13, 2016. We have posted this at CigarDave.com, and you can print this out, and you should have this with you wherever you go. And I will read this and share this with you. It has come to my attention that certain customary and vital barbecue practices have experienced significant deviation and erosion. Therefore, I hereby issue this new directive to all alpha males on the proper etiquette of this sublime outdoor cooking activity. When a man volunteers to handle the barbecuing, the following chain of events are immediately execute and put in motion. One, the woman buys the food. Two, the woman makes the salad, prepares the vegetables, and makes dessert. Three, the woman, and I'm looking around and I can see my, I can see Cigar Mother and Cigar Aunt Trudy already, and, and, and Mrs. Colonel Angerita already giving me the thumbs down. You know what the great thing about this? This is my show, and I run it. <laughs> Saw more than just thumbs there, Dave. I mean. Let me continue. Three, the woman prepares the meat for cooking places it on a tray along with all the necessary cooking utensils and sauces and takes it to the man who is lounging beside the grill, cigar and beer in hand. And my cigar and Trudy just started bowing down, and that's exact. You've got the right idea, cigar and Trudy. Number four, the woman remains outside the compulsory 10-foot exclusion zone where the exuberance... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I may not be able to get through this. <laughs> you wrote it. I did. It's so damn good I can't get through it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cigar mom is closing in. That's the first time I've heard that quotes here. You may never get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing, look, I'm seeing Cigar Mother, Mrs. Harem of One. We've got, we've got Cigar and Trudy. They come in like little lions, like they're ready to get, encroach the, the den. Claws are out. This is the wait, I, you know what? I, need, I, I actually need to take a picture of this, and I've got to tweet this out. <laughs> because, wait a minute, you can see them. They're all encroaching here. And so... Wait, let's let's get a shot here. Just keep there. all sharp instruments away from them, please. There, exactly. All right, let me continue here. I will get through this, I promise. <laughs> all right, number four. The woman remains outside the compulsory 10-foot exclusion zone where the exuberance of testosterone and other alpha male bonding maneuvers may take place without the interference of the woman. Now, here's the critical part of the standard operating procedure. Five, the man places the meat on the grill. Six, the woman goes inside to organize the plates and cutlery. Seven, the woman comes out and tells the man that the meat looks great. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> That's not the punchline? <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the barbecue, yeah. The, the man thanks the woman and asks her to bring out another beer while he flips the meat. <laughs> while he flips the what? The, the meat. meat. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, more critical elements of the standard operating procedure. If Sergeant Steve wouldn't be cracking up here, I'd be able to get through this. He's the quietest one here. Oh, Damn, I love my own eloquence. <laughs> I'm in tears. I'm in such hysterics here. All right, more critical elements of the standard operating procedure. I can't even do it. <laughs> Colonel Ed, you're killing me here. Try to get through this. I think, right, the, I think the meat will be cooked by the time he gets to the end of this. 
<laughs> All right. More critical elements. Number eight. The man takes the meat off the grill and hands it to the woman. Number nine, the woman prepares the plates, salad, bread, utensils, napkins, sauces, condiments, and brings them to the table. Ten, after eating the delicious meat, the woman clears the table and does the dishes. <laughs> now, most critical of all, the last two items. Eleven, everyone praises the man and graciously thanks him for his outstanding barbecuing prowess. Twelve, the man asks the woman how he enjoyed her night off, and upon seeing her annoyed reaction, concludes that there's just no pleasing some women. <laughs> <laughs> so, the new barbecue standard operating procedures are now officially in effect. Uh -oh. We have this posted at CigarDave.com. I'm and riding I'm home with you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, cigar oh, mother oh, wants oh, to oh, chime in. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, just remember, I'm the alpha mother. <laughs> do you do you know we're in the 21st century now? <laughs> Things have changed drastically, right? Uh, I, I'm not aware of that. I did not get that memo. Let me see if there's a standard operating procedure on that. I did not realize it. Listen, as my good friend and mentor and cigar mother mom, you know, remember Charlie Ekman? Charlie Ekman was the only man in history to both coach in an NBA championship series and referee in an NBA championship series. And when I was out of college living in Baltimore, he took me under his wing, and I will never forget this, two things. He said, kid, I want you to remember this. The front porch to the back porch is hers. The rest of the world is yours. <laughs> that was the first thing. And then he invited me one afternoon for lunch about, I don't know, 3, 4 o'clock. And his wife's name was Wilma. Called her Wilma Bell. And uh, he always told the joke, he met, met her on a Tuesday, married her on Saturday. That is a true story. And he said, so after lunch was served, I went to go help to take a few things back to the kitchen. And he said, kid, what the hell are you doing? Sit down. Wilma Bell will take care of that. That's her job. And he taught me well. So there we go. So I hope you enjoy the new standard operating procedures. And again, I, I love the, again, here we've got more, more, more of the women are starting to come and try to encroach into our, there's a 10-foot exclusion. Wait, wait, uh, Cigar Aunt Aunt Trudy, Trudy give, give her a microphone. David, now how long have you been a bachelor? Uh, my entire life. And that's why I'm so happy and have all my assets. No, no, Aunt Trudy, you got to hold the microphone. Oh, sorry. There you go. No, no, you got you to hold it close. There you go. Okay, I just said to you, how long have you been a bachelor? my entire 52 years existence. Well, I and think it's time for you to put in a new protocol. What's that? that? I think that you should be do devoted to the opposite sex. No, they devote themselves to me. No, <laughs> <laughs> There's another memo on that. Wait a minute, Puff Puff and Lori, please explain to Aunt Trudy it, your job position again, what it's all about. It, it might have been worked <laughs> in our day and age, but it's sure not going to work as, uh, as your mommy said in the 21st century. So uh, you know what? There's something special about being back in the 18th century. Those were the good old days. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to share that with you. And any comments around the room? I, I noticed the ones that have their wives here aren't saying a word. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Dave, I can chip in Mick, here. go ahead. It's formerly being married, but not anymore, thanks to some advice uh, here and there. Uh, I can honestly say those should be the 12 commandments of barbecuing. I, that's, a, that's outstanding. Colonel Ange, anything you'd like to add? Uh, you know what, General? I would like to uh, uh, put on the record that... Uh, is she listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's actually standing up and looking out to see if she's, she's in a soundproof booth. Listen, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. That's just kind of how it works. Well, but Colonel Lange, there's something we should say because 
Mrs. Colonel Ange Rita yes. is, an, is a culinary expert. What, you went to where? The Culinary Institute of what? what was it America that you went to? I'm trying to remember uh, what it was. Oh, my poor Brett. Now, now listen, she's absolutely, you, I know you all love her, and you, you know her, and you all love her, right? But she yes. is culinarily challenged, which is how we uh, learn to barbecue at our house. Well, what's interesting, when Colonel Ange comes down to the, uh, down to the uh, Cigar City of Tampa and the Pleasure Palace, I say, Colonel Ange, you know, uh, Rita and G, Private G, are, are going to be by themselves for five days. Who's going to feed them? And he said, no problem, I got it covered. I cook for them, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's all ready in the refrigerator and in the freezer. They will survive. And right on top of the stove is the uh, takeout number for about seven different restaurants. It's a yes. beautiful thing. You can never go wrong with Bob and John's right, right at the right. top. There you go. You can never go wrong. Well, when G's, Private G started getting chicken wings for breakfast, that was a little dicey. Well, you know, but Sounds they're like not. House. But General, if you cut them up and put them with the Cheerios, right, honey? They, exactly right. They, they and, and you good. know what? I find that using blue cheese dressing instead of toothpaste gives your mouth a wonderful <laughs> taste oh, no. throughout the course of the day. <laughs> Which is how Giovanni starts his day. God bless that. There you go. That's a wrap for our encore presentation of memorable moments from the Cigar Dave show over the past number of months. Beginning next Saturday, continuing through the end of September, we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. Get ready as we enjoy and sample some great bourbons, American whiskeys, and American distilled spirits. For those of you that are still uh, digging out from Hurricane Hermine, we hope that the damage was minimal, that you'll get back uh, to normal relatively quickly, your power comes back, and you are safe, and that at least you'll get to enjoy part of this Labor Day weekend. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha male. Make America great again. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Time for me to get back to my R&R maneuvers and the Herald.